Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Elvis fans from all over the world, welcome to Shaping Elvis. I am your humble host, Josh Ward, here in Tupelo, Mississippi, the birthplace of rock and roll. King City, if you will, and it is a pleasure to be here with you today. I am thrilled, nay, excited, nay, ecstatic to be doing this today. This will be one of the first, well, this will be the very first podcast I have ever done. And I assure you, I have no reason to be on this side of the mic. It has been a long time since I have been doing anything remotely close to this. But, um, you know, I guess it's just kind of like riding a bike. So anyway, when I was first approached by my boss, Mr. Jason Ussery, he, uh, how long was that? When was that? Where's he? Jason! Do what? Come here! Hang on a second. He'll be here in just a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, ma'am. When when did you tell me I was going to be really doing this? We've got a lot of important stuff going on right now. Yeah, I, I know. This up a little. When, when, when did we decide I was going to do this? Mm, sometime within the past couple years i want to say years <laughs> I, i'm just trying to be safe um what'd you say know, man uh, march april sure i'll yeah i'll buy that ish yeah ish yeah all right so anyway yeah so you, you can go if you need to oh okay <laughs> hey thanks sure thank you so yeah uh hosting my own show so to speak uh it has been a while uh, I did some radio way long time ago, many, many moons ago, if you will, and I will. So, yeah, I've got some rust to knock off, and uh, I do hope you will stick around as I knock it off. But first, when I was given this task, um, you know, I just had to sit and think, I think I qualify. I think I know Elvis pretty good, but if you are an Elvis fan... And I trust you probably are. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast or stumbled on this podcast somehow, I am going to assume you are already an Elvis fan. And if you are an Elvis fan, you know, you know if someone is the real deal or they're not. Or, you know, if they've got an assignment, they're just running through the motions. But a true Elvis fan will find out and will know if you are a true Elvis fan. I believe it was George Klein who said, if you're an Elvis fan, you get it. I may be paraphrasing there. And that should be your first clue. If I'm name dropping people like that and you don't know who that is, Google it. Oh, come on now. Don't do that. I'll spare you the time. George Klein was a DJ that Elvis knew back in Memphis. That's the short story. Uh, now you can go Google and find out the rest. Uh, that's somebody else's line. So anyway, I got to thinking, if a real Elvis fan is out there and he's listening to me, how do I convey that, yes, I am qualified for this podcast? So to convey and to go forward, I decided to start from my childhood. I talked to my mom. I talked to some of my teachers in school, and then I had another interesting conversation with somebody you'll meet later. 
So, what are some things we're going to hear in this podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked. Some things we're going to go through in this podcast are, well, I got to be honest, when I first started this journey, if you will, the whole premise was how Tupelo, Mississippi shaped Elvis Presley into the man he became. That was the whole premise of this thing. But as I went forward, started interviewing people, started talking to people, man, I got a whole different perspective. This podcast will be, yes, about shaping Elvis and how Tupelo helped in that, but it will also become something of stories that you may have never heard, fan reactions. I hope to be talking to family members. I will definitely be talking to friends. And of course, I'll be talking to you, the fans. Shaping Elvis kind of came as how Tupelo shaped Elvis, but now I kind of see it moving into how Elvis shaped us. Ooh. How about that for a plot twist? And this is just episode alt. So let's get into the interview, shall we? First, I'm going to talk to my mother. I told it so much, I guess I've forgotten it. (laughs) My mom's name is Sunshine. Yes, that is her real name. And uh, (laughs) I'm telling you what, it fits her to a T. I have been so blessed by this woman. In talking with her, it just kind of hit me that, you know, music was part of my life all the time. But Elvis was part of my life very early in my years. You were a good baby, just a little boy in a day gown and a diaper. You used to tell me a story that I would come up to you and and say, don't call me Josh anymore. Oh. <laughs> what was it you always wanted to be? Elvis. He wanted to be Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little fella and uh, wanting to be Elvis. Well, I was probably about three or four. Probably. Remember that story that you was telling me when I was a baby in the crib, that I was crying or something like that. Maybe I was sick. I don't know. And I was crying, and you took a record out. Yes, it was an Elvis record. (laughs) And you put it on, and it happened to be an Elvis record. And I stopped crying and popped my head up. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that now. You do remember that? Uh Uh-huh. And said, as soon as I stopped, as soon as that thing came on... You stopped crying. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't she a sweetheart? It's okay. You can say yes. So then I got to thinking, well, I wonder if my sister has got anything that she can say. I am sitting here with my sister, Julie. Hey, Julie. Hey, Josh. She and I were both adopted. Uh, So she is 10 years older than I and will always be. (laughs) 10 years older than he. (laughs) Do you think I qualify, so to speak, to do an Elvis podcast? Oh, yes, sir, you do. You always liked music. We'd stay up and watch video concert hall, and you'd try to imitate the, the singers and sing along. I can remember, actually, one time you and I had a photo shoot where you dressed me up as Elvis. I think we were just going around, and I had, like, a tennis racket for a guitar, and, and you took the pictures. I don't know if we were actually going for I found them. I found the pictures the other day. That's why I happen to remember it. Um but I'm, I'm guessing by your face you don't remember that at all. I don't, but I, I've always liked to take pictures, and I took a lot of pictures of you, so yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So from childhood, went to adolescence, and adolescence goes into teen years. Here's an interview I had with my band director, Mr. John Emerson. You are 
my band director, mm-hmm. or, or was my band director. Um, and I will go on record as saying um, you were one of my most influential <laughs> uh, teachers of all time. Uh, uh, I have great respect for this man in front of me. So I, I ask you the question. Do you think I qualified to do this podcast? Oh, uh, absolutely. And I tell you, you know, I got to thinking, first of all, you and I would have to admit that was a long time ago. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20-ish. Ish. A little more ish than we'd like to get. <laughs> but but uh, with that said, you know, it starts. you start going back down memory lane and thinking about different things and stuff. And uh, one of the things that I, well, it's a couple of three things. First of all, I'm not sure. It, one year, maybe for home during homecoming week or something, you come in an Elvis outfit at one time. <laughs> well, a white the white suit thing or, or something yeah, similar to that. Maybe similar, that's something yeah. that. Uh, and then um, also, uh, uh, you know, it was one of those things where you'd come, you'd come and hang out in the band hall. A lot of other kids do. We, that's right. the thing about band is family. And you, you know, before school, after school, during school, if you ain't got somebody oh, yeah. to come in. Uh, you know, other kids are singing Bon Jovi and, and all this stuff, and you're going around singing C.C. Ryder. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. And all that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, you just sort of, it, it was definitely an interest of yours, and you, and you turned out to be a really good guitarist as well. Well, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, your your interests were a little bit eclectic. You know, it wasn't the, it was a different uh, path than, than other musicians or students and, and that kind of stuff, and so so, yeah, I thought you were all about it. You uh, wanted me to do an Elvis show. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I'd forgotten about yeah. that and, and then started doing it. And, you know, uh, talking about it, gosh, uh, having uh, Elvis come across the field yeah. or something. Other oh, I, had it, I had it planned out. Yeah, so I, I was like, Mr. Emerson, listen, we, we, we can start off with with, uh, with uh, also Sprocks. So uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, but well, so we can start off with that, come in with C.C. Reiners and Matt. The time you can open up the flood and yes, here I'll come. Pop out of the tr- your drum major's box or something. I can't remember, but yeah. it's just some of that. You know, uh, and we ended up doing the Beatles. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elvis has left the building. <laughs> and these next two lovely ladies are my English teacher and my math teacher. Joanne Forbes. Um, I am a retired English teacher. But I don't know if there's such thing as a retired English teacher because I still get calls from former students <coughs> asking me to uh, prove papers or write resumes or help them get out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> and you are? And I'm Wanda Nesbitt, retired math teacher. And um, like Miss Forbes, I still get calls from people wanting me to assist them in their um algebraic pursuits, particularly college algebra, which must be the bane of every freshman's existence. Why are we sitting here? I, well, I think I can speak for Wanda even. Wanda and I both, um, we loved our kids. We loved our students. And yes. there, with the exception of about five or six, Josh <laughs> was not one of those. Um, and we, back then, in the old days, um, it was possible to enjoy the classroom interaction with the teacher and the students and, and still get back to, to basics, teaching the grammar and the lit and all that, but, but we still could interact on, on, on several different levels. 
and we always felt that the students could come to us and would come to us if they had a problem or just wanted to chat. We, uh, I, I feel that we were always um, considered by the students to be teachers first, but I think they also considered us to be people that cared about them. I'm not, go I'm not going as far as say friends, but people that cared about them. And I think at that time they cared about us. We were, um, we were, we were fortunate in that. In that. And I, I think that one of the blessings of, um, of our being teachers is the, uh, the carrying on of those relationships after the students have graduated and even here after we've retired, um, nothing thrills me more than going somewhere, whether it be Walmart or a restaurant or wherever it is, and having former students come up and embrace me and ask how I'm doing and then tell me all about their lives and their families and what's going on with them. I just absolutely love it. And um, and so in the classrooms, um, back in the day when Josh was um, from the ninth grade through his senior year, he was a frequent visitor to our <laughs> classrooms, not just during class, but he would come by after class. And, um, and I remember particularly his, um, his enormous crush on um, little Crystal Carter that um, he, Josh was so shy and he was so wild about her and she was shy too and um, it actually took several years for them to uh, get together but he was always in pursuit of her. I don't remember another girl that, um, that he ever was attracted to besides Crystal whom of course he happily eventually married and is married to today. Right, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you can share this with me. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. I can remember Josh um, always, always being an Elvis fan, and and it was kind of took me back because unfortunately, I was around when Elvis was at his peak. In fact, I was around when Elvis was getting started, uh, not when he was born, mind you, but um, pretty soon after that. And I can remember um, going to the fairgrounds when he performed and getting out of school early, going with a friend's parents and sitting on about the fifth row and just screaming and he would twist and we'd just all just ooh and ah and carry on and I had every 45 record he ever made. I'd sit there with my little record player at my house and play them over and over <laughs> and over. And I would listen on the radio, and I was just a true fan. And my parents, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but they allowed me to decorate my room. And I had probably every movie magazine that Elvis ever appeared in. And I would take the pictures out of the magazines and, and plaster them on my walls. So I had this Elvis room. That, um, and I would just oh, I would just dream about the day that he was going to ride into Amory and carry me off into the sunset, I guess. And then for Josh to come along and be such a fan, it was just a lot of fun, you know, yeah. going back and thinking about all that. And I can remember my relatives were here from, I think it was my relatives from New York, and we were going to Graceland. And I, I knew what a fan Josh was, so I brought him back a, um, a driver's license yes. with Elvis's picture on it. That I still have. That he still has. Yeah. And so that, that's what I was saying earlier about 
relationships that you can have with kids, that with good kids, and when it, it's just special. Josh is special in, in our lives, always will be. And I brag about knowing the uh, creative content producer. <laughs> I loved him even when we didn't know that he was that. I didn't know that he was that until we got the car, but... He, he certainly has been special, and like Joanne, I got to go to the Mississippi-Alabama fair that year and um, and see Elvis in his beautiful red velvet shirt with the puffy sleeves that, oh my goodness, he was just a picture. And um, the, the parents of the friend that I went with, I guess there were four of us that went, and um, at that time, the fair gave away automobiles on like Saturday night and my friend's parents won a car wow. at the um, at the fair um, so it made it extra special not only did we get to go see Elvis but the parents won a car and um, and I remember Josh um, and his saying of thank you very much which I'm not going to try to say it but um, oh come on but he has such a great imitation of thank you very much um, from Elvis um, and he hones that through the years um, so we, we all enjoy that <laughs> in addition to his performances at the talent shows that we always had at Hadley and uh, Josh was a, was an expected um, participant with his um, rendition of whatever Elvis song he wanted to present to everybody, <laughs> complete with his um, costume. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the jumpsuit? I do remember the jumpsuit. Yeah. I wish that was white. That's what Mr. Emerson was saying. He thought you, it was white. Well, do you, you don't remember? I honestly don't know. I actually thought it was just a cape. But, but I, I it seems like it seems like there is a little little tinge of memory there. Crystal Maze. Yeah, I think that. it I think it had the collar thing. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I'm I think sure. I remember the like the V neck collar and the cape attached. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't remember the pants, but I guess the pants were part of it. I well, was... do you remember the Halloween party where Crystal and I both came as Elvis and Priscilla? Oh. I do not. I do not remember that either, but that's a special thing. Was that your senior year? That was probably our senior year. After we got the courage to ask her out. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were dating by that time. (laughs) If we were going to come to the party as a married couple, we probably were dating. Oh, yeah, probably were dating. Yeah, yeah. And last but certainly not least, and not to be cliche, my wife, who has known me for a while. And your name, ma'am? Crystal Ward. And you are? Your and wife? You, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, we have been together for quite a while. We were high school sweethearts. Yes. So, Dated for nine years, married for 15. Right. Total of 26 years. That's right. But you actually knew me before high school, right? Yes. We became friends in junior high school, but I knew who you were in elementary school. So the big question for right now is, do you think that I qualify, not because you're my wife, but do you think I qualify to do a Elvis podcast, a podcast about Elvis Presley? No. 
Yes. Yes, very much. Even if we were not married. And why is that? Do you, do you remember stuff? I mean, seriously, do you remember stuff like when... Yes. In elementary school, I remember people calling you Elvis. <laughs> like, for real. I, no, I, I had forgotten about They that. did. And, I mean, I... You, I knew you were like the class clown, but um, the collars were always turned up on your jackets or shirts. You had a curled up lip majority of the time, um, and like you would talk yeah. like Elvis and sing on on the playground and try to do the hips. The pelvis. Well, I was in training. Yes. And um, and this is elementary school. Elementary school, like fifth and sixth, maybe fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. I do really remember that. And Yeah, I, somewhere around here I have a school day picture of me in a, denim, the, yes. in a denim jacket. With yeah, my, with a collar turned up uh-huh. and a, a snarled lip. So, yeah, I, you would be walking down the hall and... We would be changing classes, and I would see you walking down the hall. Um, and like, I think I don't know if you did it on purpose, but like sometimes your hair would be like poofed up. <laughs> did you try to do that on purpose? Maybe. Yeah, as <laughs> as the Elvis do. Um, I forgot about that. And the jacket collar was always flipped up. Always flipped that up. Everyone called you Elvis. They would say, "Hey, Elvis! There goes Elvis." Hey, man, would be your response. <laughs> and <laughs> you would say it with the lip. Uh, hey, man. Yeah. Um, so, and then... So, see, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, the love has, has gone for a long time. It's run steep. And then, like, you grew your sideburns. Oh, man. In junior high and high school, the those chops. Were, those were excellent days. Yes. I, was, I actually remember <laughs> talking to a friend of mine. Sadly, I don't <clears throat> remember who it was. So if you're out there listening and you remember us having this conversation, but I actually remember saying, hey, man, my sideburns are actually f- growing. <laughs> I don't have to pull my hair down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the sideburns um, as we got older. Um, and see, I've never had, I have never ever let my sideburns. I don't remember ever cutting them off. Like not having sideburns? Not having, yeah. As a tribute to Elvis? Well, I mean, I, I just never had, I've never, I've always had them in some form. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I don't think they have but ever been cut. At this point, you were trying to grow them thick like he did, like he had them, yeah. I think. Um, and that was not happening. No, not that no time. you couldn't pull it off. I'm sorry. I love you, but it didn't work. Um, and so, yeah, in elementary, people legitimately called you Elvis. Um, and it was just like they knew. I mean, you just, that was you. You were the Elvis kid. So, like, yeah, fourth, fifth, sixth grade is as far back. I mean, that's when I really started knowing you, I guess. And you were just the goofy kid that thought he was Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it was funny. It was great. Because, like, teachers would cut up with you about it and stuff, too. Yeah, and, you know, I've talked to some of them. Uh, and, and even they would say, it amazed me that somebody my age would know that much about Elvis. Mm-hmm. But it was weird because I thought I was, like, my mom, we grew up, I, I thought I was the only one that 
the only yeah. kid that knew Elvis. Yeah. Because we grew up watching his movies and listening to records. My mother had lots of Elvis records and all of his movies, and we would watch them. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Act I, them, I would act them out. I loved them. Yeah. So I would like, I, but I was not, and I was shy. I was not going to come out and say anything in elementary and be yeah. like, hey, I know Elvis too. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I was too shy we and timid. We would have dated long before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. Before, yeah. Um, yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, he thinks he's Elvis. And I like Elvis. And I didn't think anybody else knew who Elvis was. And yeah. then, so like when you started acting like Elvis. and That's when it started. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no, <laughs> not in not in elementary. Uh, um, but it was funny because I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. He's he's he loves Elvis, and because I could sing his songs and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like you would start on the playground. I do remember like one. That's where I spent most of my days. <laughs> <laughs> um, chilling out, Maxon. Yeah. And I remember though, you started singing some song. You remember the big playground on the hill? Oh yeah. When okay, so we were on the swings and like a group of y'all are out there and you started doing jailhouse rock and everybody was like he's so crazy look at him being Elvis and I'm like dancing to the jailhouse rock in my head but I would never <laughs> never serious? have done that yes I, I can have I, never I, heard I, this story <laughs> I can remember this. You heard it here, folks. I can remember this. You heard it first. Here. And they're like, he's so crazy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, in my head, I'm singing with you, but I would have never, ever oh, have done it goodness. back then. Hey, you're kind of turning red now. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, I like, you know, the rest of the day, it's going through my head and I'm singing it. But I would have never told anybody. When I just told the whole world. Yeah, well, you know, I've grown up. So I would have never, though, admitted it. That's awesome. A closet fan until, you know, we started dating or until I got older. You did come to school in the white jumpsuit. And see, that and blows my mind. The white jumpsuit. I, and, and so high school is when we started officially dating. You did, you put like shoe polish or something on your hair <laughs> to look like Elvis. For it was a, spray can, spray Spray, okay. Spray hair, hair paint. Yeah. Like you, you know, in Halloween. Yes, yeah. And then you had, and you had a white jumpsuit and a cape and chains. And for our senior year, yes, um, Halloween party. Yes, even I or Elvis and Priscilla. Yes, and I had. It was the. Awesome. It was. It was great. It, it was, was great, really awesome. Um, you did the shoe, the paint, the hair paint again. I had a yellow jacket. I wore my grandmother's knee high boots. Oh, <laughs> She had had from back in the day. And I had, and that was my hair mm-hmm. teased up. Yeah. Yes, I jacked it. Jesus, be, yeah. it was huge. Do you remember? And the eyeliner yeah, and the blue eyeshadow. The 60, yeah, it the was. 60s. I, yeah, we need eyeliner. to post one of those pictures. Yeah, it was that one fabulous. Go up when this comes out, it was great. Yes, we won. Yeah. The cost, the contest, the costume contest. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. So that's it. I think I qualify. And I am excited to bring you Shaping Elvis right here at the birthplace of rock and roll, Tupelo, Mississippi. King City, baby. 
So stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of interesting stuff that you're going to want to hear. Going to want to. Oh, yes. And something you will not hear right now, at least. You will not be hearing Elvis's voice. You will not be able to hear him sing. You will not be able to hear him speak because I didn't get the license yet. But I'm working on it. So hopefully, maybe. Uh, Priscilla, if if you're listening, uh, that'd be really cool if I could have that. Maybe. Anybody? Please? All these folks you've heard so far, you will hear later on down the road. So do stick around for that. They got a little bit more to say than just about me. And remember, friends, I want to hear from you. So go to my Facebook page, give me a like, follow me, and you will be updated on this podcast. And of course, you're going to want to subscribe. So subscribe to this podcast and get as much Elvis as I can muster. I can't tell you how long this podcast is going to be. I don't know. I'm just going to let the stories unfold. However, I do plan to have this up and running every two weeks. So join me, won't you? Listen, long story short, this is going to be a podcast that I hope is like none other. I hope it will become a local look of how Tupelo, Mississippi, the birthplace of Elvis Presley, somewhat guided him into the man he became. And I can't really see how it didn't, because I think you can even look in the later years, Tupelo being a very strong part of Elvis's life. This is not going to be something of all the bad stuff that happened or all the wrong stuff or whatever. You know, it's not going to be anything like that. This is a celebration, a tribute, if you will, of Tupelo's own. So come with me. I think you'll have fun. So until next time. This is Josh Ward for Shaping Elvis, saying Elvis may have left the building, but he's still in our hearts. Bye. Shaping Elvis is produced and edited by me, Josh Ward, executive producer Jason Lee Esri. It is a production of WTVA Podcasts. The views and opinions you hear on the show belong to me and my guests and don't necessarily reflect those of WTVA, parent company Heartland Media, or WLOV. Thank you and good night.